0: Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're in Colorado, or in Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in sweet Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free, $500 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com. Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger, and let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117.
1: Guys, we're still in week three. There's an extra week this year. These guys have 14 games left to get it together yes like there's so much football left that making like sweeping judgments uh just after So we can't count the jets out uh no we can, we can count them out they, they're officially <laughs> i think it, i think it, uh, the i saw a stat that the new york teams like their their record in, in september the last four years is like they've won like th- one game two games total the the two new york teams like that's bad really bad that's bad <laughs>
0: Time of tape, this Sunday Night Football uh, is is pretty
2: close. 17-14.
0: Yeah, so uh, we'll see how that goes. You are a uh, guy who needs to call the gambling hotline. I is
2: haven't you- made, I haven't made about seven bets, which is great. Yeah. Unfortunately, I did just make the eighth bet. You hear the Wayne Gretzky quote? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Same with the bets. <sighs> um yeah i'm not going
0: to tell you anything about the game as we record how was your weekend to this point really good yeah
2: actually yeah really good hey tell me how was your weekend
0: uh, my weekend was pretty good better than leo collins's uh weekend here he bribery drug test guy listen not gonna lie the thought crossed my mind before i was like you know it would be cool if you could but i was way too scared to ever do anything like that that's an incredible ballsy move like that is a ballsy proposition there well you got to ask it in a way that like if he's like nah man you could be like ah you misheard me
2: right and no shade to la L. the way you made it seem in your career was that you you pretty much knew when it was coming yeah everybody knows
0: when it's coming you know when it's coming. You know when it's coming, unless you get in the program, which I believe Leo Collins is in. So, while I want to, you know, laugh about the story, we shouldn't be drug testing guys, uh, quote unquote drug testing guys. It's going to cost him two million dollars and void the uh, injury guarantee on his uh, contract. So, you ever bribe anybody?
2: No. Square. No. 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 But I have uh, uh, stood by idly in an apartment. While you were getting drug tested. Yeah, 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 that's right. A rep came, you were in between homes. Yeah. A rep came, wanted your urine. Yeah. And uh, to your credit, you gave him gave him real deal Holyfield. A lot, of, like, a lot hey. of
0: piss, a lot of piss. Leo Collins, don't bribe the drug test guy. College football this weekend? Yep. Absolute shit show.
2: Yes, is the answer.
0: Yes. I mean, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, we both bet
2: the under come to find out but guess what what i was a genius and teased it up six points so i got wow listen to him notre dame plus 12 and a half and the total up
0: to 51 i was too shit canned by 2 a.m to catch sports center did this make bad beats because the fucking Notre Dame Fighting Irish uh, woke up and scored 31 points. It was 13-10. I turned the game off. Like, I didn't even check it on my phone. I was at a brewery, dude. I was like, yes, dude, this is free money. We're up on the weekend. I looked at my little ledger there, and it said minus X amount of uh, units, and I just damn near threw up in my in my beer,
2: dude. Buddy, I accidentally checked it after the first pick six, and I did that thing in my head like, Wow. Am I a professional gambler? Should I do this for a living? Because everybody on the under just got just got burned. Yeah, see, you're you're, but I teased it up six, and now I have one, and everyone else has lost. Here's who you are. There was a second. You're a rookie right now, and you had some good games. You can't
0: get out over your skis, dude. Guess That's what? how people start like, you know, having to sell all their belongings and shit. This is how it starts. This is, this is your two days. You're twitching right now, dude. This is
2: two days after. You look like a fiend right now, this dude. This is two days after App State Marshall when I hit the live over <laughs> oh my at God, 65 at and a half, 65 and a half. For those unaware, the App State running back yeah. scores 31-30, yeah. <laughs> falls down inside the five after Marshall. Parts the Red Sea, the yeah, Green yeah, yeah. Sea. Yeah. And they're trying to let him score. And my guy smartly goes down. He, he could have run into the end zone and, oh, and uh, the over yeah, yeah. would have hit. Yep. So under and I and I and I lose that one
0: too. That's a terrible beat right there. And it's happened in the pros in the last two years. I think there was a total and a dude slid down, uh slid down before. Of course, Todd Gurley famously uh half slid down you remember mm-hmm. for the falcons a year ago you
2: getting into gambling is probably the best thing that's ever happened to this show and i haven't told you this yeah until right now tell me and, I, and we can save the nuts and bolts until facts and then into the show save it i went one in 14 today one win 14 losses you made 15 bets today that's right
0: probably did too. Actually, when you think about it, I probably do. We'll tally them up later 1 in 14. the gambling segment. But here was the worst part about Wisconsin Notre Dame lost fourteen times. Here was, <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to gloss over that. One in fourteen. But so, I feel like we should just move on. Yeah, so you yeah, don't yeah. Think no, it's all good. It, so you don't think about it's it.
2: It's all good because when you think about it, I got faith. I got family. Yeah, I got football.
0: Yeah, and you got financial problems <laughs> coming at you. This is the fourth F. Wisconsin's fucking uniforms. There's another F. Uh forward. Were disgusting. Is the fourth
2: F. Yeah? They had the word forward over
0: the W on their helmet. I didn't even want to look closely at that thing, yeah. but I was like, this is probably the most hideous uniform I've seen on a big stage in college football this year. And Notre Dame, not much better. Don't need that. Agreed. Don't need the don't need the pant stripe. Don't need the stupid Carolina uh, you know, like, uh, like the UNC shoulder stripe. Um, font over it, like I don't need the logo over the shoulder stripe, don't need any of that just be Notre Dame, Wisconsin yes, I do think you probably skate a little bit on that W I think that W is a little bit played out every high school in America has it if your town starts with a W if your county starts with a W, everybody just rips that W off and puts it on their helmet I think some of the throwbacks are great but not this, dude, not this whatever you're doing with this, the 6 looks like a fucking sideways G, dude it looks, yeah, it looks like a G. There's a six, looks like a G. The shoulder stripes are stupid. They look like I got high and made a uniform on college football and forgot about it. And the next day, I opened my my franchise and I was like, what the fuck is this, dude?
2: Damashek tweeted at me about a, a pant stripe and then deleted the tweet later because he was a, ashamed, I can only imagine, and and he should be ashamed. He was talking about how he loved the Notre Dame pant stripe.
0: Yeah, he should be ashamed.
2: And, and he's it wrong probably, about that. It,
0: it, it, so he deleted the tweet. He deleted he the tweet. It was a Bad take. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness.
2: Show me, show me a pantless. Show me a stripeless <laughs> football pant. All yeah. right, and I'll show you a football pant that I I like a a good a deal. hell of a lot. Yep.
0: Yep. Especially if it's gold. Sure. Shiny. Yeah. Hey, that leads me to Bevel Conway Award this week, mm. which of course goes out to the uh, the most beautiful scene in football, and on three.
2: Oh, hold on. I don't think we're going to have the same one. I think we're going to have the same one. Dude. Are you in the NFL or are you I'm in I'm in the
0: NFL. Uh, okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Browns, Chief Bears. Chiefs, Chargers. Wow. Too much orange, bro. Kind of com- conflicting like orange to me. That's fair. I thought no, that's those, fair. those numbers, as fair as fuck. And the, on, on the on the Browns there, the Browns looked elite. The Bears just looked like the Bears.
2: It's weird how we really like the Browns throwback like full marks and yet we probably prefer the normal kit at this point.
0: I mean anything they're doing as long as they got that that Andrew Hawkins off the leg yes. that we talked about last yes. week totally better. Yeah, I just thought Chargers and Chiefs such bright contrasting colors, a grass field, a packed Arrowhead stadium, retro, beautiful, vibrant and also a great football game to boot.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't have much of a gripe there. Yeah. Th- if I'm a bird, yeah. And I'm taking my eyes view, like I'm I'm way up high there. Yeah. Titans Colts pleasing because Colts in the icy whites, and the Titans were in navy powder blue navy. Now, if you get up close to Titans, you're like, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, not. like like Nashville, nice temperate. Yeah, for you're, sure. You're flying over a, a river there. Yeah, no question. Yeah, no nice, question.
0: Not a bad place to be a bird. Yeah, it's a b- a Bad place to be a bird. Boise Stadium.
2: Yeah. Yeah, a lot fly of, right a lot into of, that a lot of, that A lot of birds hit the... U.S. Bank Stadium, Minneapolis. Like, they had to oh, basically glass. go yeah, to jail dude. because they were killing so many birds. Seriously. Fuck yeah, dude. They went to, like, you know our mayor? They, they had to go to, like, the mayor's office and talk about the, the bird-killing stadium they were building. Uh, kind of an
0: oversight. They worked on that stadium for, like, a decade-plus, probably put hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in there and didn't think about the birds. Yeah. Yep, R.I.P., Hey, two other things. First, Clemson, welcome back. That tweet didn't get enough love. I sent it to you. I was indignant because it's so true. They're back, dude. Clemson is back. Like this is who they are. Welcome back to the pack. We talked about this with Steve. Listen Ooh,
2: to the pack. Get yeah, it?
0: Yeah. Welcome back to the pack. Pun yeah. And they intended. got beat by the the pack. So listen, there's no joke playing in Raleigh, Durham. Well, they were in Raleigh, not Durham. It's it's no. Jo- it's a joke playing in Durham. It's no joke playing in Raleigh. They call that the Tri-Cities. I'm not sure what the third city is. Triangle. What's the third city?
2: Uh, it's Raleigh and then Durham. Yeah. And then uh, the Triangle makes Winston-Salem. Yeah
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good. Yeah, well, Clemson is back. Uh, we talked about this last week. If, if they don't have the quarterback right, it's gonna be really hard for them to win games, and they haven't been able to get him going. And uh, it took an L, they took a big fat L, and they're part of the ACC again. They're not Bama, dude. They're not Bama. Not that anybody thought they were Bama necessarily, but they kind of had a, a, a Bama-like death I mean, grip on, uh, on the they ACC. They
2: pretty much Bama. And are we sure they're not still going to win this conference? There's, they're definitely going to
0: win this conference. But when I talk about Clemson and Bama and the difference between the two, I like the question I asked Steve, where would they finish in the SEC? Like That pretty much sums it up for me. They'll dominate the ACC, but they don't scare me in the playoff. Anymore. Welcome back, Clemson,
2: and they Clemsoned. And then uh, the triangle makes Winston Salem. Yeah yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, Clemson is back. Uh, we talked about this last week. If, if they don't have the quarterback right, it's going to be really hard for them to win games, and they haven't been able to get him going. And uh, it took an L. They took a big fat L, and they're part of the ACC again. They're not Bama, dude. They're not Bama. Not that anybody thought they were Bama necessarily. But they kind of had a, a, a Bama-like death I mean, grip on uh, on the they ACC.
2: Were pretty much Bama, and are we sure they're not
0: still going to win this conference? There's, they're definitely going to win this conference. But when I talk about Clemson and Bama and the difference between the two, I like the question I asked Steve: Where would they finish in the SEC? Like that pretty much sums it up for me. They'll dominate the ACC, but they don't scare me in the playoff anymore. Welcome back, Clemson. And they Clemsoned. The other thing, you see that kid try to plant the flag? Yep. If you try to plant a flag, and this was, of course, uh, Rashi Rice, who uh, last name Rice goes to SMU playing TCU. Talk about a triangle situation there. It's like, holy Texas football. Good job. Holy non traditional Texas football. But if you're gonna plant a flag after win, like make sure it doesn't have rubber on the bottom. Like it's gotta be like a, a flag that you can stab into the ground. And my man, if you're gonna run all the way out there and do something like that, you gotta plant it. Like Baker planted the OU flag, right?
2: Right. Or you gotta hold on to it and act like it's in there. Act like it's in there is what
0: most people are doing.
2: You know what I, I hate I hate the most in this life? What? Trying to get an umbrella into the into the beach. Because there's, they are people, they are people looking, it's usually they usually I've family. never done
0: that in my life. <sighs> Good on you. You know me, not a beach guy. I'll make sure I skip that activity.
2: So here's how it looks. You got your family there, yeah. your in-laws and yeah. you're the you're the young strapping, strapping male, guy, right? With a torn rotator cuff to boot Yeah, though. labrum, con, whatever. And it's just a bitch, man. <laughs> because it's 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 basically a rubber ducky on the bottom. Of the, I feel I feel, you feel Mr. Like Rice's Rishi pain. rice, yeah. dude. I'm, I mean I run out to the Atlantic Ocean and, and plant that umbrella into the beach and You got to find you got to find
0: some soft sand hot tip. layup line today.
2: Something unpredictable, but in the end is right.
0: The time of your life. Football appropriate layup line. The Green Day song. I don't know what, what what the name of the song is. It's the one they play at graduation because the Raiders graduated today. I told Cowboy Reed, fine, it's good riddance. And we had this whole discussion uh, back in the back about like, well, why would you do this for the Raiders? Something's not ending. They're 3-0. And I said, I've always seen this as the beginning. They're graduating from Raider High School. Like they were in Raider Middle School. Then they were like, they showed flashes and they found ways to lose a bunch of games. Now they're 3-0 and and I kind of believe them a little bit. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but I'm saying they put their little hat on, you know, that you put on when you graduate and they're walking across the stage.
2: I think it's a brilliant point by you. Mainly going back to Green Day's "Good Riddance" song, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you had played that, I'd be like, "Did all of the Raiders' family die? and friends die?"
0: <laughs> no, dude. It's always those uh, those uh, you know the uh, powerpoints with a bunch of pictures of, of kids that make you basically feel like uh, I think it's. I, I hope they don't play that when my kids go, go to college. Make me sad.
2: Another so, yeah, you got a point. point it is kind of
0: like a, a fork somber. stuck in the road. Yeah, it's a somber song. But I think of it as like, hey, they graduated. So the Raiders, man, today uh beat the Dolphins. This was a game that I bet anyways, like I was like, hey, I know they're gonna blow this game. It's a total trap game. Written all over it. Jacoby Brissett, you know, they got their ass kicked last week. They're flying to Vegas. By the way, which three and ci- a half stunk. Which city would you rather spend three days in? Miami or Vegas? Miami. Which Miami? <laughs> um <laughs> I, I just I'm looking at this game and I'm saying to myself, the old Raiders lose this game.
2: Download he, bet win. <laughs> I just wanted to I just wanted to hedge my comment there, you know. I can still use the app in Miami while I'm in Miami. That's right. Okay.
0: So I got so so I'm watching the game and and you guys saw it. They they get jumped. And you're not supposed to get jumped at home. Like that's the opposite that's supposed to happen. And I'm going, okay, the real Raiders are standing up. I mean, uh, but no, they chipped away, they scrapped. I mean, the only way that they were gonna lose this game was what Derek Carr did in the first five minutes of the ball game. I'm throwing the ball to Alandon Roberts who took a, a, a few minutes to get to the end zone. <laughs> I love Alandon Roberts. A Landon Roberts and I played in, in New England. Uh, ER gave me a, a concussion in practice, like in a walkthrough, dude. He has one of the hardest heads. I think it was definitely a minor concussion. It was in a walkthrough in New England. The helmet on or he not? He just rang my bell, bro. We had helmets on but it was one of those walk-through, fit-up things. Like We're in shorts, dude. And when I tell you he caught me on the the wrong part of the jaw and uh, shut down my carotid artery for a second, I was like, damn, I've never really had a concussion diagnosed, but I think I just got one in practice, in a walk-through, and that's a Landon Roberts. Great play by him, but I'm not sure what happened on that route, I don't know if Carr was expecting it to be like kind of an out route, and instead, dude ran an angle, he threw the out, but Either way, you're spotting a team like Miami, who's pretty good defensively, seven points at home, then they give up another touchdown, so they're down 14-0 here, and not only do I think I'm losing my bet, but the Raiders are not for real, but then they chip away. But even as they're chipping away, they need a safety, which is the dumbest call I've ever seen. I don't know what they were thinking throwing that that screen in the end zone. I mean, there wasn't even a setup for it. It's a safety. Uh, the Raiders come back, I think they kick a field goal, they get it to 14-5, to 5, which of course is an interesting score. And then the craziest thing is, and they had ball security issues all all, all game long, but they survive a fumble at the goal line. And by the way, um, this kid, Peyton Barber, who played nicely, he's got to tuck the football away. Like, even on the on one of the last runs in overtime that kind of sealed the game, I believe it was, like a 30-yard scamper, if I'm remembering correctly. Guy's carrying the ball out there like a loaf of Dave's killer bread, shout out. Cowboy Reed's crunchy ass back there. He he knows Dave's killer bread. He He gave me like an ad-lib, bro. He loves Dave's killer bread. But this dude is carrying the ball like a loaf of bread and on his touchdown late, he fumbled anyways he barely broke the plane before he fumbled. He was lucky. You're not supposed to reach out and try to score a touchdown
2: unless it's fourth down on the goal line. He was carrying it like a loaf of cinnamon raisin Ezekiel bread. Oh, you like that shit? Yeah. So he
0: got lucky there. Um, he also fumbled on the goal line earlier in the game, and 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 Alex Engle, you know, the fullback that they actually use, um, catches the ball uh, like a gift from God. Also, he scored a touchdown in this game. The Raiders, they took a punch today. And they they took Miami's best punch, and they came back and proved that they're at least for real. I mean, they pressured the hell out of Jacoby Brissett. Max Crosby was great again. Surprise, surprise. They were just really resilient today, and I think that's a gutsy win against a good football team. Miami's not going to have a good record this year. Okay, the ship has basically sailed on them being a playoff team, in my opinion. Okay, they're one and two. They're going to have to win with Jacoby for a few weeks here in a division that you know you got to catch the Bills. So then you're in the wild card race, and I don't like leaving a chance with that. So I just I think they're a good team, but I don't think it's going to finish well for them. Um, They need a quarterback and Tua. I don't think I've said this before. I don't know that he's the answer. Jacoby made some nice throws late, but he's proven like why maybe he's been more of a bridge guy because you know it's a little bit inconsistent. You don't know where the some. He'll throw a dime and then he'll throw the ball to the other team. So, um, pretty entertaining game late in the late in the day to catch before we come in here and, and record. The Raiders are kind of for real. I think they graduate a little bit today.
2: Three and and0 at L A Chargers next Monday night.
0: Oh, that's going to be beautiful. I might just want to give them the Bevel Conway, but it'll never look good. Actually, it, it'll never look well, good. Yeah, that, it'll that. never look good as it looked when they play on that that old Oakland Coliseum field at night. I mean, that was a scene. Um, By the way, can I I tell you something? I hate the Seahawks. They're my new Packers. Fuck them. They're not winning the Super Bowl. They're the Sea Chickens again. I've never rooted so hard at different times, like thoughtlessly, for a team that was my division rival, one of ours, if uh, you could call it that. Did you have some money on Seattle? I had some money on Seattle today. They got beat by the guy with the, the plexiglass box, who actually played very well you know uh, and they lost to a team that didn't have Dalvin Cook. Their second halves are terrible. I don't know what's going on there, but I'm never betting on the Seahawks again this season. Wow. Yeah. Hold me to that. Okay. I'm not betting the Seahawks the rest of the year. They're not real. I appreciate them coming out and and, and letting us know that early in the season rather than late like like last year it took till damn near October, November for us to know that they were kind of fraudulent. But it feels like they're a little bit fraudulent right now. It feels like they are. Because if you can't win games in the second half, how do you expect to win playoff games and big games in December? You just lost the guy in the plexiglass box.
2: Insult to injury. Minnesota's on the board. Season win total. I know. So
0: it totally screwed me. So like double trouble for me. Losing money on the Hawks won't happen again. And Minnesota's on the board. I think the total there was eight and a half wins. So I'll be eyeball on that, but you lose the team with no Dalvin Cook, no bueno. I'll put it that way. Alexander Madison. There you go. For like over a century.
2: Hey, rookie quarterbacks. We always need to check in on the rookie quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, they're not good. They're not good, make. They're not good, make. If I were a prolific college quarterback, you know what I'd probably do? Stay in college. Get arrested. (laughs) I would try to plummet to like the middle of the first round, maybe the bottom of the first round, because it does not matter who you are. I mean, very few guys can really shine in totally chaotic situations, but for the most part, you're not gonna play well if your surroundings aren't great. And that was true of Zach Wilson today. He struggled, I didn't even need to see that game. Didn't even need to watch it know he struggled. I don't even, did he do did he struggle today? I wrote it down without Shouts even Shout out no, to the Cowboys. I didn't see a single snap that Zach Wilson uh had today and I know he struggled. Um two picks. Families gonna start handing their kids over to the Jets like, you know, they're going off to war or something or you know, like it's not gonna be cool after this one. If Joe Douglas and Robert Sala can't figure it out, there's a curse there. Um Fields, stat line was gross. Yes. Bishop Sycamore stat line, Cowboy Reed said uh six or twenty, sixty eight yards. Like again you're not helping the kid if you rush him out on the field. I don't care how much you like Justin Fields, this is not good for him. Like, the, like, quarterbacks do not get better in shitty situations. That can happen with position players, but more often than not, no matter who you are, this is not helpful. And then lastly, Trevor Lawrence continues to uh, turn the ball over, leads the NFL in INTs.
2: So you, if you're Matt Nagy, you would have played Nick Foles with Dalton out? I mean, the problem with being
0: a head coach is you think you can do anything, like make the playoffs with the Bears this year.
2: But if or you like, are going to run you, Justin you, Fields out there, you might want to have some plays drawn up for him.
0: Yeah, you might. And we'll ask Jeff Schwartz, who's going to be on here in a little bit, like what they could do to protect him better and to move him around maybe or you know, create some opportunities for him not just be sitting back there and getting smoked. But like this is a no-win situation for a young quarterback. I don't think the Bears are good enough to make noise in the playoffs and I get that Mad Nagy wants to keep his job. And I don't know who has the final say in that. And I know with Dalton injured, that's one thing. But I would just rather not see a young quarterback for a little bit. Like, just, hey, take a seat, study, you know, shadow the vet, uh, and, and get better. Because this is not helpful to a kid who's trying to win in one of the biggest pressure cookers of an NFL city you could play in in Chicago.
2: Brady, Mahomes, Razers,
0: yeah. all set. Yeah, they all sat. Like, I was a quarterback I'd want to sit to.
2: Take the all sat.
0: Uh, yeah, I was about to say Lance Isle sat.
2: And technically, Herbert sat behind Terod before they punctured his lung. That's true.
0: So they all sat. And by the way, Urban Meyer, too cute. You know, they, they, they go on a drive where they, uh, they run the ball up their ass and they score. And then... Really they really ran the ball like around the back of their ass. They ran the ball right around the back of their ass for a touchdown. And then they get the ball again and they go flea flicker. Mm-hmm. Flea flicker pick six, too cute. Like another We're not in guy, Gainesville you're, anymore? You're gonna ruin these young quarterbacks, man. And and if you have any doubts about this as being like a truism, there's always examples that that prove that. I mean, Josh Rosen's life didn't get any better bouncing around. Like some guys, you just know, like it's gonna be hard. Okay, he's on his third or fourth team. But a guy like Sam Darnold, you know, this week now it was the Texans, but. The consensus is that, oh, this kid's not bad, okay? Consensus on Matt Stafford was never that he was bad, but now he's like the 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 coolest thing since sliced bread to the national media, and for many years he was a punchline because he couldn't win in Detroit. It just goes to show whether you're young like Sam Darnold and you get a fresh start, and or you're older like Matt Stafford and get a fresh start, it can be big for a quarterback, so surroundings, context, that's everything. Brady has 68 yards to go till he uh, breaks the all-time passing record. Do you think he'll do it? I think he'll do it. I think he might do it early next week. And guess who he plays next week? Pats. The Pats. They're diabolical writing up these schedules. So I guess I'm going to ask you this. Um, When do you think it's going to... When do you think he's going to break the, the record?
2: Let's do, time, do time of time night. Of night or Let's do time of night. Time of night.
0: Today's game started at? 8.20. 8.20. We said the second quarter started about 9 o'clock. There
2: were 14 minutes to go in the second quarter at 9.01 p.m. Yeah, So I'm going
0: to say it was like 8.57 was the second quarter. I think he's going to do this at 8.44.
2: Okay. I'm going to go
0: eight, on a, 8.50 at night. And and you know what would be crazy, and we got to monitor the Gronk injury situation, but can you imagine if Gronk broke the wow. record in Foxborough? Imagine if he had 69 yards to go. <laughs> wow. Imagine if he broke the record at six minutes, nine seconds into the first quarter. Well,
2: what if he clears it by two yards? It's, it's a 69th yard to Gronk in the end zone at like 9-12, 12, 12 we need a, for we need a
0: six. He needs to miss all his receivers on purpose except Gronk just scheme up a 69-yarder Break the record next week. Whole internet explodes.
2: Bruce Arians would do
0: that. Bruce Arians would definitely do that. I think he gets the joke.
2: Houston, Texas. Hello!
0: On its way. It bounces off the crossbar. And it's good! Oh, my goodness! Oh, my
2: goodness! Oh, Houston, why? Hometown of Justin Tucker. Now, I posit, Chris, that, uh... That's not a good hometown guy match. Justin Tucker, to me, is from Concord, New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, I was going to say a Connecticut
2: guy. Yeah, he did go to Texas. That makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. But that also doesn't look like a Texas guy. He doesn't look like a Texas guy. And can you, where, where did he practice kicking in Houston? is a bunch of concrete everywhere? Did he just put a no, tee on some no, concrete? No, no, we played
0: a Super Bowl there. There was some There was some grass there.
2: I, I was there. I didn't. I didn't see it. I well, saw fake
0: grass. It's ironic that you say he grew up kicking in concrete because he... he, he Seemed like it. Well, he, he set the record in the one of the most foremost concrete cities in the United States in Detroit today. I mean, and that turf feels like concrete, too, there in Detroit as well. But that was incredible. I mean, that was incredible. I know he has, like, unanimous respect that transcends even, like, being a kicker, like in the NFL. It feels like people have... Unkickered him like he's a football player almost. Mm. I think he got the the ultimate like uh, you know cool guy pass from Lamar Jackson and Big Trust and all those guys. So people like Justin Tucker. I think he's a, a fun guy to break the record. And the circumstance is ridiculous and the doinks ridiculous. Like everything about it was crazy. Sixty six yards. He's the only guy I'm kicking that that ball from sixty six uh, with.
2: Well. If you're in that spot, i Hail not pro- Mary?
0: I'm probably gonna give it a go, but he's the only guy that I actually think we're serious. Like, when they lined up to do it, I was like, what, they really think they're gonna, oh, well it is Justin Tucker, you know what I mean? That's about it. About like Greg the Leg, 2013. Nope. maybe 2013, Greg the Leg. I'm taking my chances at 65, 66. But, you know, other than that, Hail Mary. Um, also, we had an onside kick record. We had a kick six called by Gus and Akeeb. Like, they were on the perfect game. Uh, Jamal Agnew caught that ball, ran it back at the end of the second quarter. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, with a questionable decision, he forgot about the Auburn game uh, that our friend Darren Bates was involved in. Actually, he wasn't involved in that game. He saw it live. We were in San Francisco. That was the night, I believe, that Darren Bates, as he, as he put it on this show, knocked himself out with a door right. and, uh, and was, was uh, inactive for the game the next day. His roommate, Ray-Ray Armstrong, was rushing home to make curfew after the kick six. It was pandemonium out there in San Francisco. Darren Bates, of course, Raw Room Podcast, is an Auburn Tiger, so he's had a great night. Ray-Ray's trying to get home to to make curfew because Jeff Fisher's gonna come around and knock on the door soon. He swings the door open. As Darren's coming to let him in, boom, hits him in the head, knocks him out. He's out the next game.
2: Blood everywhere.
0: Blood everywhere, that's what he says. Best day turned to a worst day for that guy. I wonder what he was doing when the kick six happened today. I never thought I'd see that in the NFL. Only kicker that really had a bad day today, and it was a good day to have a bad day as a kicker. If you're going to have a bad day as a kicker, be Josh Lambeau and have a bad day as a kicker because nobody's watching that game, and all the other kickers were like, we got this. He missed two extra points. Taylor's looking for a new kicker in Jacksonville. Mm. So we got to park the Lambeau, unfortunately. But the guy had a hip surgery last year. Got a lot of mileage on him.
2: It, it's a tough scene out there. Taylor called the Jaguars a uh, a very bad team on Twitter. Hey, one today.
0: Tyler Campbell uh, was in the Jags pool today. No way. Yeah, we got we got to we got to ask him how it went. We know a guy know who's a been in the who, Jags pool. Who spent the day in the Jags pool. Well, we know a couple of them. Big what Cad a questionable FFT, but life decision. But a real person that spent a day in the Jags pool. Wow. They pumped that thing full of so much chlorine. It's probably incredible.
2: We should ask them about it virtually. We should. Hey, do you remember um, we said we were talking about Virginia Wake Forest and the total?
0: Yeah. And, uh, and you, I said the over, but that, there's it, no proof. If, I didn't uh, make the pod. No you
2: know, much. I heard it did get cut, but just well, for the people. Because it was
0: a big confusion.
2: You, you said it, the over would hit. Yeah. And I said the under. The under hit. And we said loser would drink a warm beer in the open of the next show. Oh, we did. Did we? I happen to have right here oh, good. a warm beer.
0: Jesus Look at Christ, this guy, dude. man I of his word. I was so drunk last night, dude. Are you
2: serious? Tattoo on his... I was incredibly drunk last night. What do you call your side? What's your side called? My rib cage? Yeah. You're just a man of honor is what you are. Yeah, you're damn right I am. I'm going to drink this fucking warm ass
0: beer. I hope the born on date... What is this? I was really drunk last night. This could I'm send sorry. me into like a toxic shock.
2: I mean, is there not going to be a... Uh, no, I'm going to drink it. Is there not going to be a nightcap tonight? No, there's going to be a nightcap too. Just uh, a little
0: warm up. No, I think maybe this is... Uh, Talk okay. to the
2: people about the beer. Water this is boy. a
0: Waterboy's IPA. This is brewed at Champion Brewery. Shout out to Hunter and the team there. Yeah, here goes uh, nothing. Here goes a warm beer that I forgot that I wagered.
2: You know, and go go ahead. I have a brother named Hunt. And uh, people often ask if his full name's Hunter. Now, that would be mighty cruel, because that first and last name would It's rhyme. so warm, dude.
0: <laughs> I couldn't chug that beer. It's so warm. I, well, it's well, so warm, dude.
2: How far did we get? Like a third of the way. But no, it's just Hunt. That's it. That's where the name, that's where the name stops. Okay. Well done by you. Deleted. I just... Backspace on that beer. Yeah
0: not without incident
2: 54 points scored over under was uh, 69 68 and a half
0: i'm going to try to go on with the pod now okay i feel disgusting after that my goodness sorry man don't be Hey, one thing about that Rams game. Yeah. Did you notice they did a split screen of a good TV show and a bad TV show basically. They went Larry David, then they went Jason Sudeikis like and and I, hey, no shade, Jason Sudeikis is the man, but this show not doing it for me. Ted Lasso, I don't know if you've heard.
2: Yeah, like he made it. it 15 minutes for the first episode, so. But literally take two it with two, a grain of salt. Yeah,
0: two shows that I like it was like Larry Jason. You couldn't be any more polar opposites in my like entertainment index. Two
2: like Mount Rushmore
0: characters. They're both awesome, but I'm talking about the shows, not the actors.
2: Larry from Curb Your Enthusiasm yep. and Ted Lasso from Ted Lasso. Two great characters.
0: No, not so. Let's talk to Jeff Schwartz. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers... If we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't a catch, okay? Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings direct to you. Look, guys, Mint Mobile is a really good deal. You get premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. You can keep your same phone number along with your existing contacts so there's no headaches involved. I love that. The best part is Mint Mobile has a seven day money back guarantee. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door free, go to mintmobile.com greenlight. That's mintmobile.com greenlight. Cut your wireless bills to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com greenlight.
2: And they made a statement here against Tampa Bay, both of them, Matthew Stafford and the entire team.
0: So Jeff Schwartz is, uh, is joining us, our guy. He's our guy now. Good. Thank you, Make. Do you think he's our guy?
2: Yeah, no, for sure he's our guy.
0: What a freaking day! I want to talk about um, the Kansas City, LA game earlier. Yes, I know you were glued to that. But let's let's talk about the the other LA team, the Rams. I'm looking at this game and I'm saying to myself, you know, the Bucks last year. You remember them getting beat twice by the Saints, the yeah. team you knew they'd have to see. This feels like the team you know you're going to have to see this year, and they come up. Short in a big way. Is this a fixable problem? What is the problem as you see it? Is it personnel? Is it scheme? Can they fix it like last year?
1: Well, I mean, I would imagine that the best way to fix it is not let the Rams wide receivers run wide open all over the field. I mean, right, like that was a thing that we, we yeah. saw them have to deal with last year at certain times. And then the back half of the season, the defense just really gelled together and didn't have those same mistakes. They have a couple injuries uh, along that front, uh, not the front, but in the back end of the secondary that's, that's hurt them a little bit. But I just think it's, again, um, you know, you're going to run into a buzzsaw every now and then. And th- that was the Rams today. They're at home. They're juiced up. Uh, you know, Tampa hasn't lost in forever and they're going to get everyone's best shot no matter what. And they just lost today. It, it happens. And I don't think this this is indicative of a matchup that might happen in January. Right. I mean, people are going to look at this and say, hey, you know, no, no way the Bucs can, can come back to L.A. and beat, the you know, beat the Rams in the NFC championship game. Oh, yes, they can. Yeah. And, and if you bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs, you're a fool. So I would say that it's a great win for the Rams. I don't think. I, I, you know, people are are going overboard with with the Matt Stafford stuff, in my opinion. Like the guys are wide open. Jared Goff are wide open guys too, right? Like, come sometimes, on, sometimes, like, yeah. Like, so, okay, fair. Sometimes, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, Deshaun Jackson running full speed is down the sidelines. He's done that his entire life, right? right. And so, um, I think I think that that McVay's doing a good job. There's definitely a confidence in the offense that we have not seen in a while, and that that plays that plays well, you can see that happening on the field, right? They're confident that their quarterback can get them out of bad spots. So no matter what's happening in the game, their quarterback can be the guy. And it showed uh, on, on Sunday, it was impressive. So, you know, great win for them. You know, if Tom Brady's done 55 times, probably not, probably not what you want, but does it, d- does it change kind of how I think a playoff game would go between these teams? Probably not right now. He would we're still in week three. There's an extra week this year. These guys have 14 games left to get it together. Yes, like there's so much football left that making like sweeping judgments uh, just after. So we can't count the Jets out. Uh, no, we can, we can count them out. They, they're officially. <laughs> I think. It, I think. It, uh, the, I saw a stat say the, the New York teams like their their record in, in September the last four years is like they've won like th- one game, two games total. The the two the the two New York teams I, like that's bad, really bad. That's bad, as as bad as
0: the Bucks run game. I mean, what are we doing about that?
2: Rojo five carries, Fournette four carries. Tom Brady's your leading rusher, three for fourteen. Chris Godwin one hey. for a touchdown.
0: But
1: that's not the hey. blueprint either. Hey. Here's it is, right? Uh, Jets and Giants. Uh, I mean, they closed the month a uh, combined zero and six. Or the past ten seasons, the New York teams are twenty and forty nine in September. Oh, jeez, geez.
2: yeah. Like I just laid him up for for Tampa Bay run game and he and he died.
1: Uh, look, I mean, the, they, they
0: didn't. He stuck didn't the tra- knife. He stuck the knife in you. Uh, yeah, but you know what? You guys lost it. That's good,
1: right? That's what the Giants let you. Yeah, the Giants. Jeff. You Jeff, lose.
2: a giant for life. Yeah. Me, a giant for life. We're we're after that number one draft pick.
1: Um, am I? Am um, uh, yeah. Don't you have like a top? Do you have the Bears picked too, or something? Do you, whose other pick do you have? Oh, whatever. Oh.
0: Whoever it is, they'll they'll draft that impressive defensive end and some other position player and just toil in obscurity for five to seven years. That's the Justin
1: Fields pick. They jumped up to the Giants spot. Yeah. Here's the thing about about the Giants. It's very simple, right? It's time to update what you do. Yeah. Like I said, from the top, the very top, right? Enough of uh, the Giants way has worked. It's no longer working. They're 18 and 49 since 2017, the worst record in the NFL in that time. What you're doing is not working. So if you want to change and you want to be better as a football franchise, you need to clean house. That's everyone scouting department, general manager, coach, and start over with a more modern approach to football. They, they're, they're stuck in the, they're stuck in the past. And it worked in the past does not work anymore. You're, you're not recreating that giants magic from 2011 and in and, and, and 2007, not happening. So if you can adapt, you can, you can, be, be something in a couple of years. But if you're going to continue to kind of do it your own way, it's not going to work anymore.
0: Talking about the Chargers, big win today. I love me some Chargers. That's my side team, of course. And I also bet the the Chargers uh, – you know, Same. Yeah, I mean –
2: Are you guys at all concerned for turnovers to zero and you only win the ballgame by six points? Well,
0: I think they create those turnovers. I think that they – have a way of creating an impatient Patrick Mahomes. I mean he can be impatient anyways, but some of these throws he makes are just like fuck it. Like they're like fuck it because either no one's opener I've had to I've had to play inchworm the whole game. You know, it, yeah. if if you can make Kansas City um you know convert 30 first downs to score 30 points in a game, like that's not bad, dude. I don't know, Jeff. You know this team as well as anybody, yeah. Kansas City with Mitch playing there and with the way you've kind of broken him down in the past, like on the offensive side of the ball, is this blueprint easily you know, duplicated? It, can everybody just play like, hey, too high shell and just like keep everything in front of you? <laughs> I mean, it sounds simple, but the Chargers seem to have a little bit of a number on, on them.
1: That's what teams started doing last year, right? Playing too high, forcing the Chiefs to run the football. And in this game, the Chiefs actually ran the football pretty well. It's the best they'd run the ball all season. And they committed to run the ball more than they had in previous games, even with, with the Clyde Edwards, Hilaire fumble, but it's really, it's kind of simple, right? They've had 11 possessions. The last two games, they've turned it over in five of the 11 possessions, including the last possession of the Ravens game. And then four times this week, and the end of the last possession of this game with, right. with the hail Mary, which is, it's so funny, man, both receivers got tackled, now, Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey in the hail Mary. But I I'm kind of with like the no calling of anything on the hail Mary. Cause you call anytime you want. It's like, a shit show. Tackled.
0: It's a total shit show.
1: They're literally tackled. Um, and so here's my thing with the with the Chiefs. And, and first of all, credit the Chargers. The Chargers have won two games this year. They haven't won in the past, right? At Washington in this game, that they found multiple ways to, to lose, right? T- touchdown, called back. They decided to go for it on fourth and four, which is the right call because their kicker can't make a, a kick. Right. False start, fourth and nine, convert anyways, right? Yes. Like they they just they made a bunch of plays um in the they hadn't done in the past. But here's my thing with the Chiefs is their margin for error now is much smaller. It used to be, okay, we're playing kind of shitty. Mahomes, just save us. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get a big sack. We'll force a turnover. They can't rush the passer anymore, right? Frank right. Clark is the worst contract maybe in all of pro sports. He's not playing. And when he does play, he's not very good. The guys they've tried to draft and develop and sign up for industry have not panned out. Chris Jones is still good. But he's the only one, right? They're playing with defensive end now. Yeah, too, so he's which kind of I, lost I like
0: game. that sparingly. I mean, maybe they're trying to major in that, and that kind of throws well, the balance. Well, they're just trying to. Up.
1: They they feel like they have a better depth inside than outside, and so they're trying to find a way to to um, to like to get him an opportunity to rush on the edge, basically, because they don't have anyone else. Yeah, they have no one else they trust. But you know, but the Ravens took advantage of that and just just optioned him every single play, which is not what he's good at. So, nonetheless. You know, they're, they're, they're young at linebacker. The secondary is not bad though, but uh, the defense play much better this week. But offensively, looked they have five new offensive linemen. I like their offensive linemen, right? Yeah. But their two tackles are downgraded from Eric Fisher and my brother. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. And then the young guys inside, you well, know, Joe Tooney's not young, but, but Creed and, and Trey, they're young, but they're playing well. It might take some time for all five guys to kind of work together. They're not playing bad, by the way. They're just maybe not what hasn't been expected uh, to be. I think the eventually pass. the left tackle is an upgrade. Eventually, I'm not. I'm not sold on Brown. That offense, yeah. um, it's just not what he does best. Uh, but we'll see as the season goes on if he gets more comfortable in there. And another thing, and Tony Romo talked about this a lot on the telecast is. They've never really had a number two wide receiver threat. They've had Sammy Watkins when healthy. How when he about healthy. they miss Sammy Watkins so much? A healthy yeah, Sammy Watkins. When he was healthy, he helped them win the Super Bowl, right? He was yeah. a, he was an extra option for them. Mm-hmm. They don't have that right now. Yeah. So teams are doubling Kelsey. They're doubling Hill. And then they're just saying, hey, okay, Byron Pringle, McCole Hardman, DeMarcus Robinson, go beat us. And they just can't do it. And so um, they, yeah, you know, they try to get Juju this year, right? They try to get other guys. Everyone said no to them. You know, they they should have signed um, Melvin Ingram as well, uh, but that didn't happen. I think he visited, but he went to he went to Pittsburgh, obviously. Oh, that could have been
0: great for them stealing a guy yeah. in the division like that.
1: It just never, it just never really, it never happened. Um, and so just, their margin for error is just smaller. But said all, saying all that, they lost a the game on a on a fumble. That they if they just don't fumble, they kick a the field goal and win. Yeah, and they lost the game with four turnovers, and it took a, a touchdown with seven seconds left to win the game. Like they're close to being good again.
0: No question. They're they're. I mean, they're on the edge of being the Chiefs, but I also don't feel like that same like take it to the bank dominance exists this year. And I think like one of the one of the hardest things about when your window's wide open. I'm not saying the window's shut. I'm just saying they had this like, hey, you're the favorite window, like unquestionably. I feel like that period's ending a little bit. I'm not overreacting. I'm just calling it what it is. Like you talked yeah. about the offensive line. There were fixtures there that are gone. The pass rush is, is depleted. So even if you try to make a, a late run like they've made in the past and get good in December and January, if you can't rush the passer, I worry yeah. about you. So I'm not saying Mahomes' window's closed. Mahomes' is gonna be open for 15 years. Yeah, But this particular team, I feel like, you know, there's a little bit of a hey. If we win, it's going to be a lot more interesting than it's been in the past.
1: Yeah, and look, we saw a little bit of that last year because right? because we went gambling. They didn't cover. They haven't covered like a game. All these like, they one last score games. games. They're one and, score you know, games. And and last year we 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 attributed to the fact of like they just got bored, right? They're up yep. thirty to ten in a game, and they win 33-27. It's like we just kind of got bored. But yep. maybe that was an and, I, and a kind of a, a, a inkling of like maybe we're just not as good as we used to be at finishing games, and they obviously. Have not been so far this season. Uh, But the Chiefs are going to do a good job now of just restocking talent, right? Travis Kelsey is getting a little older. Tyreek Hill is getting a little older. Can you find guys that you can draft and develop? You find the right free agents. Uh, but by all means, I don't think the season's over for them. No. Uh, there are strong teams in the AFC. Buffalo looks really good again. Cleveland, obviously, they just beat. Um, so there's there's teams that they have to worry about. Chargers and Raiders. The Raiders are 3 0. Uh, I'm still not quite sure about the Raiders. I'm we'll, not sure we'll about out. the
0: Raiders, but I did. I said some nice things to say about them earlier in the pod. The I'm not saying, good. I'm not saying that the Chiefs are down. I'm just saying that it's not going to be as effortless as they've made it no. look in the past. And because of a lot of the, the issues that have nothing to do with do with Patrick Mahomes although they manifest in him yeah. saying fuck it and throwing the ball in the air yeah. a couple times a game because he's frustrated and those do count in the yeah. turnover you know column and here was the thing for me about the Chargers man and I'm biased like first they overcame themselves you talk about that the fourth yeah. and four you know you're like not again the fourth and nine there was another illegal shift on a, on a touchdown that could call back I believe yes but the balls on uh, on that coach, Brandon Staley. I mean, like you, you know, Randy Marsh. He's got wheelbarrow balls right now because I think he came into the game and was like, "Hey, we're not just going to try to beat these guys. We're going to try to show them we're absolutely not afraid of them." Like right down to throwing the fade with you know thirty seconds left and saying, "Fuck it, I'm not yeah. I'm not worried about leaving them too much time." Like we just gonna we're going to score and win yeah. and play defense. And I feel like if you're the Chiefs. Seeing that in division, you're like, oh shit, we got to see them again. And they're really not afraid of us. Like, that's a nice statement to make your first time playing the top dogs in division.
1: It, it definitely is. Um, but I, I like the aggressive nature because when you play Kansas City, you have to score points, and you have to score points all the time. Yep. And we set up for field goals, which Cleveland hasn't done yet, with Baltimore hasn't done yet, with Chargers haven't done yet, you're gonna lose the game. Yeah. Um, and look, the Chiefs have also played the Browns, the Ravens, and the Chargers, three playoff teams, right? They get yeah. the Eagles now. Then they get uh, the Bills, which will be a good game. That's at home. Then Washington and Tennessee, Giants. So, I mean, they have a couple games. And then, look, they got the Packers. Like They have like, a tough schedule because they're the number one team. And that crossover game uh, is pretty good. It's by the way, Trey Lance was put in on, on – uh, they That's good for game. the under. That's good for the no, under. No, it's not. They scored, scored a the half. Oh no! Yeah, sure. I, thought might be, Seven half I thought
0: there might be a little adjustment no. period there.
1: Awful. Trey Lance came in uh, with with a ball at the two yard line, two seconds left in the first half, and they ran. A, he kept the ball in like a pit on a read option. Sorry
0: trip. about your under, man. Hey, um, no, I mean uh, beyond that. You, you mentioned the Bills. I mean, remember the Bills last year? The, the whole thing about the Bills playing them in the playoffs, I don't think they were going to beat them anyways, but to have a chance, you can't kick field goals. And another thing from that game, the reason sacks are such a dumb stat to watch on Sundays is Joey Bosa didn't have 13 in this football game. I mean, he was absolutely dominant. Vintage Joey Bosa, he was, he was hurt. He was hobbled, but he was disruptive as hell. And, in fact, on one of the picks, they got to keep a back end to Chip. You know, Pat has one less guy out in the, in the out in the route. He has no, no safety blanket underneath, and he's like, fuck it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, Joey changes the game in a big way. Speaking of sacks, we had the sack bowl, I feel like, today. How many
1: sacks in that game, 11? The Browns, I think, had seven. I counted seven. Ridiculous. I, I, I wrote about that game a little bit, and so – I think I counted seven for the... For, for Fourteen.
0: The, Fourteen sacks overall, including two by one Jadavian Clowney. So yeah. everybody was getting buckets today. Jeff, what is the most sacks you've
1: seen at one time? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so I was in a locker room. of was 53 50, guys. 52. Yeah. <laughs> I see, well, I see my I see my own, too, Oh, 53. 53. Yeah, so okay. 53. I mean, but there's, there's eight practice squad guys. There used to be eight practice squad guys. 61. <laughs> The, the IR guys are sometimes in the locker room. Sometimes it depends on the, on the day. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes yeah, coaches go in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Dude, I'll tell you what, the, almost, this is not all the discussion about sacks, but the most awkward things uh, at times is when there's only one shower in the visiting locker room. So the coach have to share the shower with you. And you you see your coach has all these tattoos that you just did not know they had. Oh yeah, like, like a barbed wire or a tramp just, stamp just, from the early nineties. Like, like, I, I saw a, one, one coach had a Tasmanian devil on his ass, yes, I was like, dude. Like a total, <laughs> a total,
0: uh, a total NFL coach tattoo from the nineties, a Tasmanian and you're, devil.
1: And you're, you're just like, you know, you, you change the different locker rooms. but like the one time a year that the visiting locker room is a is a is a is a, is a crusty place, There's one shower. Uh, one area of the shower, you like? Oh shit! Um, but yeah, no. There's I, there's no
0: good way to tell a teammate. Uh, nice sack out there today after the game <laughs> sitting in your locker in um, a towel.
1: <laughs> so I, I wasn't part of it, but uh, my offensive line coach, of Kansas City Andy Heck, used to talk about because he was on the Seahawks. The game that Derek Thomas, I think, had like what seven sacks, good eight sacks, Lord, yeah. And and he was on the offensive line for the Seahawks. So he's talked about that game with us in the, in the offensive line room. I mean, I've allowed. I had a game where I allowed one full sack and two half sacks that's pretty bad. Um It feels uh, like three. <laughs> my so my offensive line coach gave me three because he didn't want because he didn't want to give Jordan the all of them. Like Jordan and I both our DNs like met the quarterback twice and he just gave them to me. Um, uh you gotta love um, it when they take yeah. care
0: of their guys. Um, yeah,
1: I was I was young and I didn't play very well that game, so I, I took it. It's can, can they help can they help Justin Fields in protection,
0: or is this just how it's gonna yeah. be?
1: They, okay. Why is why is Matt Nagy considered a good offensive coach? Is or he? is he? Is he? he? I looked it up today. His DVOA for his offenses in Chicago have been 20, 25, and 25. Hey. And the offense looked like they called an offense for a quarterback that cannot move. They did not move him out of the pocket. At all almost. Right. Um, there was no RPOs. There was no um, there was no bootlegs, there was no move the pocket. Um, there was enough screens. It was deep pass concepts. Like get the ball. There was no, you know, th- there was no empty throw the ball as soon as possible stuff happening, right? Like they just didn't help anyone. And uh when no one's open, you have a predictable offense and you have a pass rush like that, your quarterback is gonna get in trouble. And so I just blame Nagy for not – just not doing enough to 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 help his quarterback, like just his offense. And I, I just, Nagy to me um, is going to fail Justin Fields. I'm looking forward to ready to see him with someone else next
0: year. Yeah. Listen, I blame Twitter because Twitter.com made this happen. Twitter. Twitter.com talked all about, we want Justin Fields right now. I'm like you, it's bad for Justin Fields to see Justin Fields right now. Like, I don't think you understand. Like th- there's no need it's not going to make him any better. Well, yeah, I, I think a lot you. of us
1: hope. I think a lot of us hope that you know that if 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 he got in there, the offense would change. And that's silly of us to think that because one of the complaints I heard um, from players with with Chicago were, with Trubisky was like negative never changed the offense for him. Like he just we just you know Trubisky was limited. We see what limited offenses yeah. can be, right? You play action pass a bunch, you bootleg, you move, you move them out of the pocket a little bit, um, give them these RPOs, and so just neggy just designed an offense that was just not ideal this weekend, right?
2: Browns were thirty first against the pass. Yeah,
1: they, weren't, they weren't, weren't. Yeah, they weren't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's not good. That's not good. And and he put up uh, what what they call that Bishop Sycamore numbers. Justin Fields put up. 68 Yeah, it was, he was bad. Yeah,
1: he was like 6 of 20 or something like that.
0: I did, hey, um, I, I'll tell you what. I I did like those unis, those Browns unis. The numbers, they look elite. Yep. They look elite. That was the prettiest thing about that game outside of the sacks.
1: It's interesting when the Browns offense, you know, just when the run game wasn't quite as good as as it had been in the past. The offense is just not as good, right? I mean, Mayfield just – just, I still worry about kind of him – being good enough if things just kind of aren't right to be the guy where do you put justin herbert in top five top seven
0: top seven um if you're drafting quarterbacks right now obviously with his age it's going to be higher but you know if if you want somebody you know uh on a sunday to win you a football game you know you need a big drive
1: where are you putting him I mean, he's gotta be up there, right? You have obviously you want you want Mahomes, you want Brady, you want Rodgers. um, you know, Russell you still want Russell Wilson up there? Is Russell Wilson ahead of Herbert? I think you want Russell Wilson yeah, up so there. So Russell Wilson's four. Um uh who would who would be next to that group? It's a big
0: ledge, yeah. I feel like. I'm sure we're forgetting somebody, but uh, I feel like Justin Herbert part. flirts with the top then, five.
2: Then we're on to like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson.
0: Yeah, Josh Allen is up there. What? We forgot what Josh about, Allen. I'm taking Justin Herbert out.
1: over Lamar, yeah. What about like a like a Matt Stafford and Kyler Murray? Um, I'm, I'm not Matt that. I don't Stafford. Believe, I, yeah. I just don't Arizona to me. It, you know, Kingsbury is he's a terrible coach. at The end of the season, even going back to the times at Texas Tech, and they beat the Vikings. They should have lost that game. They beat the Jaguars. So I think us three can be competitive against the Jaguars right now. Do we um, get torn Of course, I have. I told you, I have. We have a whole supply at the house. Good. Don't worry. Matt Ryan, Ben
0: Roethlisberger. Okay my dudes you know a lot of respect for these quarterbacks obviously um i think probably their organizations have a lot of respect for him. but you know the writing's on the wall you know it's over and i know it's really ugly seeing ben operate up there in pittsburgh right now uh, you know matt's on his last leg in atlanta this is a transition transitional period so like what do you make of these these teams you know immediate futures at the position and then like the intermediate futures
1: it was pretty funny. I saw there was a report that came out this morning, right? Like, uh, Steelers brass concerned that Big Ben looks old. And it's like, uh, yeah, no shit. Oh, they have we, the TV as well. I was like, we all told you this heading into the season. Like, <laughs> the, the reason why I was off the Steelers this year and why I bet them to not make the playoffs is because of Big Ben. He looked old last year. Yeah. And most quarterbacks who look old and play old continue to play old the next season. You know, everyone points to Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't look bad in New England. He had no one to throw to. The offense was just kind of a mess. Team was Big bad. Ben cannot move. There was that there's that video out today, and I laughed way too hard. He's just rolling to his right and he just falls down. Like he shoots he over a blade of grass. Like just he just eats it. Like he he can't move. Their offensive line is young and just has kind of their ups and downs Drop. right now. Yeah. They drafted a running back in the first round for no apparent reason because he had 19 targets today, did Najee Harris. Um so their biggest thing is they just have to get a quarterback this offseason. And I don't know if it's in the draft or in free agency, I think the pieces are fine. Like Mike Tomlin's a good coach, still, right? They, yeah. they still they have some injuries on, on the defensive line. That, okay, so everyone, you know, you get everyone back next year. Um, but the Bengals are better now, obviously. The Browns are better. Mm-hmm. The Ravens just this is a weird year for them, I think, with everything that's happening with their injuries. They're just they're kind of just a, a mess right now. Um, but they won again, right? And that game was always going to be good. So for them, it's, it's that simple. For Atlanta, it's, it's just you're going to have to draft a guy, right? I mean, you hope – I'd imagine great win today, I guess, but you hope you don't win very much, right? So you're in yeah. the position to draft a guy early. But this draft class is not that great for quarterback, I don't think, right now. It's not it's not looking it's not looking like it has been the last couple of years.
0: How about Matt Ryan playing spoiler for his own franchise, dude?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I would imagine that he – that they're not – I mean, they're happy they won, obviously. Yeah. But like okay. Arthur Blank's probably like, yeah, in the end, it would have been okay. Arthur if lost. Blank's
0: patting Matt Ryan on the shoulder extra hard as he's going through the lunch line after the game <laughs> yeah. and grabbing uh, grabbing some some uh, some takeout food
1: before he gets on the bus. Like, great win! Ow, that really hurt. Yeah, great, yeah, great win, buddy. But uh, look, the, the the story here is the Giants, right? I mean, it's just they're just oh, God, they, they lost the Falcons at home. The yeah. Falcons,
0: yeah. Not good it's not good it's good depending on what you what you want out of your uh, New York Giants I'm,
1: I'm not even sure that yeah but is, I, I don't, Giants fans are I mean they're prideful they don't want their teeth no not this not many, one. Giants, not, many <laughs> not many Giants fans I know actually like root for the team to not lose like I think other one. franchises do they're listen we do we
0: do a, we do a Thursday night time machine thing here where we guess the score of the Thursday Night football game a couple of Thursdays ago you know the Dexter Lawrence situation well that outcome ensured that macon won the prediction segment. And he said to me in a text message that he roots first for this segment, second for the Giants.
3: <laughs> That's right.
0: That's right. So yeah, he's a pragmatist.
2: But you guys oh. are right. Spencer Rattler, Malik Wills. I'm not Liberty, hearing great. now. Th- oh, Malik
0: Malik Wills it would be fun.
2: Ole
1: Miss. Will. Sam Howell, so, Carolina. So Will Levins from Kentucky. Brennan yeah.
0: Brennan Armstrong, just UVA, just, just leaving early. Just leave the Wake Forest game out of it. Hey, screen on fourth and ten today for the St- for the Steelers.
1: That's <laughs> all that's that. all that's what <laughs> and, I want to leave you with. The, he got like minus one too, right? Like it wasn't even close. Yeah, that that's that's ugly. Uh, Jeff Schwartz, appreciate you. Where can people you, find man. you? Uh, podcast. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you, uh, at Twitter as well, at Jeff Schwartz. Uh, and I'll, I got an article coming out in the next couple of days uh, with just some some panic index for some teams. Ooh, uh, most of them, most of them that. we talked about. You uh, just the, said the, it's week three. He's writing a panic index article. You slide well, on. I mean, we have an we have an zero an and three Giants team. We have a one and two panic. Steelers team. Panic, she, dude. The Seahawks have been outscored the second half this panic. year like a two hundred Panic. Panic. You want You want If panic. you're tra-
0: if you're serious about winning a Super Bowl in Seattle, just
1: panic because it ain't happening. You know that the best thing to write on a Monday is fear, right? Yeah, like panic and fear and desperation.
0: No, yes. no question. And I love that you're, you're doing God's work, so I can't wait to see it. Thank Jeff you. Schwartz, appreciate you, man. Take care, bud. See ya. Twitter, we got our shit together, okay? We got a, a real handle reflective of the name of the podcast. Guys, we did it. Applaud. And now go follow us, at greenlight. Twitter is at Greenlight. We also have a new YouTube channel name as well, Greenlight Tube. Hope you guys like that.
2: And the Chargers have taken the victory in Kansas City, thirty to twenty-four.
0: Hey, you know what would uh, annoy me? Bedbugs. bugs. Being a D lineman on the damn Bucks, you're the best pass rush team in the league. And your your coach likes to blitz like every other play. Now I don't know what the numbers were today, but you know after the game when your coach is like, we need to do a better job of getting home. He's talking to the rushers, right? You gotta let us rush, man. Four man, four man. Those guys plenty good. You don't need to bring extra bodies. They got burnt today in the blitz. Burnt. I think uh, the Deshaun bomb. They were heating up uh, Matt Stafford. I mean, a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes by them today. I mean, Levante David picked his own player on one of the Deshaun crossing routes late in the game. They were just frustrated. I kind of like what Jeff has to say. Like, the point is, we've seen this movie before with this very team last year, so I don't want to panic about the fact that they couldn't beat an NFC opponent.
2: They just have to get it fixed. Put it to bed. Are you referring to Deshaun Jackson? He of the 120 yards receiving? Yeah, dude. The tutty? The guy can still run.
0: He's going to be like Daryl Green out there. Daryl Green, they say, could still run like a 4-4 at you know 50 years old or something. How old do you think Deshaun is? Deshaun? He's probably 34 years old.
2: I love it when you repeat the question. You're right. Yeah. December 1st, 1986. Younger than both of us. That's
0: right. I would hope so, because if he was older, I would feel even slower than I do now. Um, the, my, the, the Kansas City-L.A. Uh, little rivalry, this is going to be good, man,
2: for years to come. Does it feel a little... Oh yeah. Manning, Brady-ish? Yeah. In division, the year's 2050. Who's got more Super Bowl rings? Mahomes or Herbert? (sighs) I got some good news for you. Yeah, we'll be dead. Nobody's going to be pulling this tape. I hope we're not dead. Are we dead? I don't know. It's the long time. We'll be like 60, 65. Yeah, I played
0: in the NFL. Look it up.
2: Oh. Anyways. We will remember you fondly, my friend.
0: No, it's just that, you know, I, I don't want to overreact to the window-closing thing, but Tom Brady hit on all his opportunities, and that's not an indictment on Patrick because I think Patrick has, as Jeff outlined, some real issues at receiver, the the you know the defense isn't great, all the complimentary things that were there for Tom Brady. So don't, we're not even comparing the two players. But what I am saying from a standpoint of stack and rings, Brady got his early. He got him when he could. And the Chiefs, they could have three or four right now. A lot of teams throughout history have said that, end up with one ring. I hope that's not the case with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but yeah, you can see kinda now that this little team, the window might be a little bit closer to being closed than it was. And I wanna be real clear what I'm, what I'm saying here. I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes' window is closing, I'm not saying Andy Reid's window is closing, but that team that was so dominant the past few years here It just might not be quite the same. The window might be a little bit more shut, which means it's going to be a little bit more of a struggle. It also might be September.
2: You're my gambling uncle. Yeah. At one and two, heading into week four, I reckon that's the time to... place a bet on the chiefs to win the super bowl probably because they have a nice little
0: it's kind of like a reverse cushion. me betting on the phillies after they go on a 10 game win streak that backfired
2: no they're Just like two games better.
0: out unless something changed since saturday I don't
2: yeah know. the problem is not many games left to go oh
0: there's a lot of games
2: there's like a week of games yeah we're good And the last series is atlanta the phillies are six back in the wild card
0: no 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 not in the wild card I'm talking about the division oh the division yeah damn you're up on your mlb yeah joke's on you batman Hell yeah! It's two and a half. Focus on some American teams for once. A Braves. Wow. Two and a half, and we play the Braves. Uh, I believe we. You see me do the we thing. My bad. I did the we thing. We're in, dude. Go, fails. Ring the bell. All that stuff. We the Jays are one what, and a half on the they wild do, card. Oh man. Yeah. That's gonna be tight. What a week we have ahead of us. We got a big week. I can't wait for all this baseball. Dongs. Sacks from sacks to dongs. Sacks to dongs. That's what we call a segue. Let's segue into mentions. Nothing like mentions on a Monday. Monday mentions. Yeah, best plane ride. Yeah, I would say Atlanta. I, I Here's the thing. I know you're thinking like who cares, but sometimes on a bad team, the who cares flights are the best ones. Especially for like a Matt Ryan, who if you're sitting here, we just talked about it, he's getting ready to, you know, ride off into sunset in some capacity, whether he's going to be a, a guy who plays his last year's out on some weird team, you know? Or uh, this could be one of his last couple in Atlanta, and it could be his last couple altogether. But whatever it is, he's soaking it up. You know what I mean? Like You don't know how many of these wins you get legitimately the rest of your career in Atlanta. And that's not to say it was impressive. They won 17-14 against your Giants. By the way, once more, congratulations. You guys found a way to lose that game. Thank you. Yeah, none taken. But Matt Ryan has got to be a guy who has... Great respect of all his teammates. They probably know he's on his way out. It's a bittersweet kind of farewell tour because it's not gonna be extravagant. It's not gonna be like he's gonna get... I
2: tell you exactly what it is. What? It's something unpredictable, yeah. but in the end is right. Yeah. I hope he had the time of his life. He probably did.
0: He probably did. He's graduating. But, you know, those plane rides can be fun. When you, when you suck and you get a win, you know there's not gonna be a lot of those coming. Uh, and you know Arthur Blank's probably like as we said earlier, like hey, pump the brakes, fellas, a little bit. Probably a good plane ride. I don't know. What say you?
2: I'm gonna go bad
0: oh, to, to start, start the man. Bad. Football team. Yeah, football team. Uh, I bad. mean,
2: we thought maybe the football team was good, and uh, turns out no, nah. never really in it in Buffalo. Lose forty-three twenty-one. They're one and two. Somebody this week in the NFC East will be two and one. Philly and Dallas on Monday night. And uh Heineke for how much longer? We don't know. Up next, your Atlanta Falcons, but then Saints, Chiefs, Packers, Broncos, Bucks. You hear oh, that? Yeah. I mean, it, it could be two and five, two and six in a hurry. Their
0: schedule is the reason I only flirted, and this would be with or without Fitzpatrick, but I only flirted with taking the total uh over win total, that is. Like they're just This is going to be a hellacious run for them. We really could have a Dallas and Philly race for the division. I don't know. But I know that this team is probably not, you know, the way they're set up right now, the way the D-line hasn't really made that impact that we all expect them to make. You know, Josh Allen, we talked about week one, pressure with four, okay, Pittsburgh uh, got after them. That's the blueprint. Well, it sounds simple, uh, but Washington couldn't do it, and they're, they're supposed to have the best one, you know, in the entire league. Josh Allen looks great.
2: Silver lining for those guys. Some of them likely live in Virginia. They're coming home to beautiful weather. Cash burn. Here in the mid-Atlantic.
0: It's about turn, uh, Taylor Heineke's about to turn into a pumpkin, I think. It's, it's about midnight on our boy. Um, so as you said, I don't know who it's going to be down the stretch, but he does not look like the same guy you saw in the, uh, in the playoff game last year.
2: He tried to make the football team great again. He did not. <laughs> Your worst flight. My worst
0: flight, uh, the Colts. Uh, this team is done. <laughs> I don't want to overreact in Week Three, but our division winner. That was my division winner. It was your division winner. Uh, I can admit when I'm wrong. I, I don't think that I don't think they have enough to make Carson look like he needs to look to win that division. I mean, I just don't see it right now. For them to be an inchworm type team, like in between the twenties. They have to be really good in the red zone, and they have been quite the opposite. Like It is becoming a running joke at this point. They went on a drive today, I want to say, for like 15 plays, and one of the announcers was saying none of the plays other than one, save for one, uh, Mo Alley-Cox reception, went for over six yards. And I believe this was the drive that Carson Wentz missed Michael Pittman in the end zone. And so this is like... This is the quintessential Colts sequence this year, and uh, if they don't change it, they're never gonna be any good because if you're not explosive, and you're not good in the red zone, you're not gonna score a lot, and you can't keep pace with teams, uh, like even the Titans, so bad day for them, and I think they know damn well uh, what I know, and that's that it's, you know, they're not a good enough team to spot the league three games.
2: 17 plays, 66 yards, eight minutes, 34 seconds to start the third quarter. It's Gotta bad. A goal.
0: It's bad, and and here's what's really bad about it: when Frank and Carson were together in Philly, and it's a different era at this point. I mean, like it's been years, and the pieces are different, and that sort of thing. Like the offensive line is objectively bad, with especially without Quentin Nelson in in Indy, and this isn't like an excuse for Carson because do I think he'd be better with a good offensive line? Yes, but he has to play like the guy that I've talked about, that other people have talked about, that he's shown he's capable of being at times and he's gotta play kind of above himself to, to succeed with that group in front of him, and I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, somebody said this to me last spring, this spring, and it really scared the shit out of me when I heard it, because it made a lot of sense. I had to check the numbers. They were like, why does anybody think it's gonna be better for Carson in Indy, predicated on the fact that the O-line was really bad because of injuries, in uh in philly as well as the 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 uh the weapons you have outside when indies blocking win rate was like worse than the eagles last year or something to that effect like they weren't any better necessarily what made you think it was going to be better for carson and for the colts and i don't know that it is going to be better but i will say this uh vrabel is a killer man like to go for two there uh if you remember that sequence it it put It put the ball game at nine, so makes it a two-score ball game. Not every coach is going to do that. He decides to do it, and that's where the game is is over. And the reason he felt so emboldened to do that, I'm sure, I mean, I think he would do it anyways, but he definitely wants to do it against the Colts because a two-possession ball game against them, that's going to take 30 minutes for them to score twice. 30 minutes. So as soon as he did that, the ball game was over, and we didn't even know it. And there was a point at the end of the game where they kicked the field goal to go up nine again, and you said, this is it. It's over. He's not quite Randy Marsh. That's Brandon Staley. But it was ballsy.
2: Best plane ride for me, the New Orleans Saints. Fantasy darling Marquez, no, no question Callaway finally finds paydirt. One of my bets was for Taysom Hill to be the first touchdown score for the New Orleans Saints. He was the last touchdown score for the Saints in 28 to 13, almost, almost in Foxborough. A lot of bets, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One in 14. But the best part for these guys, one would think, is that the Saints charter flight is off the ground and bound for New Orleans. They're set to land in the Crescent City around 9 p.m. Central Time, 28 days after evacuating. God, 28 days later. Hurricane Ida. Yep, that's
0: right. I'd have liked to have been gone just two weeks, maybe.
2: When's the longest you've been away from home? Me? Yeah. (laughs) By yourself, another half second. I thought it was me?
0: No, I thought it was a rhetorical question. It was so out of left field. Well, it's not out of left field. We were talking about it. Longest I've ever been away from home? You?
2: Hmm. I I don't I don't know for me it's probably a a Achilles trip for you this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's a good one.
0: I feel like this puts a damper on the Carolina win last week because we see how much different New Orleans is. Like when they have all their offensive coaches, when they're locked in, when they're healthy, when when they're getting ready to go home to the Big Easy. Like this was just more like them. Even though you know Jameis Winston isn't spectacular, they're a well-coached football team. They play defense. They've got one of the best backs in the game, and uh, that's going to lead me to my fly on the wall, which is uh, Bill Belichick ripping his team a new asshole. I've seen it, seen it live, seen it live. It's not pretty, and this is a tailor-made shut the doors, close you know, turn the lights off, make sure every motherfucker that works in the building is in that meeting room and just scorched earth on he did it to brady and edelman you don't think he's gonna do it to matthew judon or fucking mac jones (laughs) like it is on like donkey kong and foxborough there are no windows in that building when you play sean payton who's the foremost offensive mind in my opinion in the nfl as far as like being a tenured cat andy Reid. outside of andy Reid, you think sean payton and you're supposed to be the godfather of defense of situational football. And Sean's a great coach too now. And you're both in the post like happy marriage, long term relationship stage where, you know, Sean moved on from Drew and and Tom and, and Bill broke up and like, let's see what we're working with now. We're stripped, you know, bare here. Like coach versus coach. And you get you get your butt kicked on the field like that. He's going to take it out on these guys. And I would love to see how ugly that meeting uh, is going to be tomorrow. On top of that, at the end of the game, Sean Payton, who's just thinking, let's get the hell out of here. And, you know, I'm going to do it because I can, runs quarterback power eight, 10 times in a row with his favorite player, Taysom Hill. Do you know how bad that pissed Bill off? I guarantee you. Like, we are going to run this till you stop it. Is like such an old school football coach thing, especially in the run game, especially against a team that prides itself in stopping the run. Ugly meeting.
2: Okay, so is Bill? Uh, is he is he yelling or is he just mean? He's
0: he doesn't have to really yell. He's just yelling because the the room is big. It's a huge room, so he's yelling because he has to reach everybody. There's like people like you look up and there's you never seen some of these people in there that are just watching you just flounder on the field while the greatest coach of all time just lays bare all your mistakes and inefficiencies as a football player your inadequacies and this was the wrong day i mean think about like somebody like john new smith who i think is a great player and i thought was going to be and could still be a perfect patriot he made some of the big mistakes today he dropped the football that fell into malcolm jenkins hand uh, and went back for, for six. I mean, and Malcolm, by the way, has owned the Patriots. I mean, it's not like he jumped a route there or anything. ball fell right into his hands, but I think it was the second pick six against the Pats. Um, bad, bad, bad day. And I think, like, Peyton was mad at Jameis a little bit on the touchdown to Callaway. I suppose he was giving him a little icy uh, icy glare because he forced the ball in. So, both sides working some uh, some issues out, but pff, McDaniels, He didn't have a great day. Belichick's probably mad. Uh, Post-Brady. It's not as smooth as uh, I drew it up this year for the Pats.
2: Post-Brady with Brady coming into town. Yeah, yeah.
0: Think about that. That is going to create... This is like the perfect storm. Hollow Man. I got a Hollow Man for you. My guy. Yeah, your guy. (laughs) Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Hollow Man. He had a bad day, man. Okay, he dropped like three balls. They barely... I mean... They barely beat the Lions. They would have beat the shit out of the Lions if Hollywood Brown didn't, didn't dip his hands in Vaseline before the game. Uh, the first ball looked like it attacked him, bro. <laughs> like, and we all have bad days. Just receivers have really lonely bad days. So great player, a guy who Lamar depends on. Good Listen, year. they've, they they've, they've, they've done this stuff. They've, they've, they've overcome lows before. They'll be fine. Him and Lamar will be fine. Although they're probably sitting on the plane next to each other and they're just kind of like watching the film. And these are like a situation like this. I think they're, cl- they're close enough. They probably talked right when they got off the field, you know, and they'll be fine. But today was ugly and it was ugly for fantasy owners. Thirty-three and and a half up up to forty-six points, depending on what kind of league you play in. I know all those rules. PPR, PPR.
2: I might have beaten PPR. I might have beaten Coach Wookie with those numbers. Didn't?
0: Yikes! You're losing to Dick stiffies. Save it. Yeah. So you could have had forty-six points today, if not for Hollywood Brown's drops. Uh, He had a case of the yips. Flight home's probably ugly. Um, Could have gone up seventeen, nothing on one. It was just, the Ravens, this is one of those games where if you don't put teams away, they hang around. And I don't think the Ravens are good enough to toy with bad teams anymore. Like last year I felt like they were a team, when you played a bad football team and you were like a double digit favorite, if if you're betting on the Ravens to cover that spread, I always felt good about it. Like they were a team that covered big lines. This year I don't feel like they're that team as much like where you automatically know that they're going to score 40 on somebody run the option to death and you know Lamar's going to run for 130 and you get Mark Andrews 15 catches like the same magic just doesn't quite exist. I know a week ago we said they could win the Super Bowl. I mean, they are the type of team that if they get they get in, they get hot. Sure. But I don't think because of this variability that they're going to put themselves in a great position to make a run like that. They haven't played well in the playoffs. And to be honest, like I think home field advantage is how they probably have their best shot uh, and a bye at getting to the big one. I don't feel like this is that team. Uh, cause if you look out there, it's a little bit unfair to Lamar. We had this conversation last week. It's such a stupid debate. Could he be better passing the football? I don't know. He's still pretty damn good at it. I mean, would you rather have Lamar or, you know, a bunch of other quarterbacks in the league? Like, I'd still rather have Lamar than most guys in the NFL.
2: Drop off also from Mark Ingram with J.K. Dobbins in in a supporting role. And that's to a big deal. Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray.
0: That's a big deal. That's what I was about to say. Think about who, like, think about the guys. Who, all right, throwing to Sammy Watkins. Villanueva is protecting his blind side. Okay, uh, Murray is his running back. Like, it he, is a lost and found of pieces, dude. They haven't really like they haven't hit it out of the park in free agency. They haven't drafted to help him. I'm not saying he's a god like some people would make him out to be. You know, like, I'm not saying he owns football for the next 10 years, but let's call it what it is. Like, this team is not great, and he has some limitations. Uh, and today, his best receiver dropped three balls that would have gone for basically touchdowns. So, not their best game. Um, but, man, that kick was well worth the price of admission. Just that kick, and they survived.
2: Honorable mention, hollow man. Yeah. I'll be brief. Mm-hmm. Going down to the college ranks, did you see Oregon coach Mario Cristobal lose his freaking mind after his freshman receiver caught a ball, two-minute drill, trying to kick a field goal at the end of the first half, and he did the spin the ball thing and crossed his arms at the DB and got a 15-yard penalty? That's a taunt. That's a taunt. That's a taunt, but they don't have the NFL taunting rules. Like It's hard to get a 15-yarder in college. Harder. It's still fun. And he got it. Yeah.
0: Here's the thing. I saw it. I didn't think, like, it was, he's an intense cat. He seemed like a good guy. Um, that's fine. He didn't touch him. I was like, that's how you get really mad at a player and don't cross the line. You know, he didn't grab him by the shirt and yoke him up or shake his fucking face mask. Like, I think that player knew he was mad. Yeah. That's coaching.
2: Yep. Do um, wait for the locker room or nah? Showed him up a bit. Ah. Eh. Okay. All right.
0: It's the heat of the moment, man. Coaches didn't, here's my thing. Coaches did not plan for there to be cameras every damn place on the field. Like that you could read the expressions, these cameras on wires. I remember the first time I ever saw one of those motherfuckers on a wire. I was like, man, it's a brave new world. And that has been 10, 15 years from now. So if a player gets you know, chewed out on the field, it's probably gonna be a bit of a show up. Just don't put your hands on me. Viewing party. Yeah, viewing party for me, Detroit fans. I like if I were a fan in that Detroit Lions stadium, Ford Field. Ford Field, the big concrete jungle that is Ford Field.
2: Um, they should I, they should call it the hey hey they should call it the F plus two fifty because they're usually underdogs. I'm a gambling guy, like the <laughs> Ford Field.
0: <laughs> That's not bad. It took a second to get there. Zero to sixty
2: in ten seconds on that joke. The F plus two fifty, fucking steal that, Rasillo. Jesus, you you wanna you wanna bullhorn the Detroit fans and say it's not that bad?
0: It's not that bad. Relax, like like Aaron Rodgers. Relax, like dude. Dan Campbell is at the very least competent, like by this point with Matt Patricia, let me do a bright side thing. At this point with Matt Patricia, they were already like, Hey, he doesn't get along with the players. Like he's a little bit of too much of a hard ass. All these things you were worried about with Dan Campbell. Cause he said he was going to bite somebody's kneecaps in a press conference. It was figurative. He, all he had to say was figuratively. That's right. That's on Dan. Like he's actually a pretty competent football coach here. They're putting it together. They have to play two halves here. That's the key to football. you got to play two halves. They've played one half in each of their first two games. This game certainly could have been down by a lot more. But playing these guys close, if it's not for a delay of game that was missed, that's twice they fucked the clock up in two weeks with Philly uh, and San Francisco, which, of course, was less of a big deal on a QB sneak from Jimmy G to ice the game. Play clock goes to zero. Same thing here. Um, NFL right before has apologized. They've apologized. Good, 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 good. I'm pretty sure Dan Campbell's his heart is full.
2: You can you can stuff your sorries in a sack.
0: <laughs> Rounding it out, I guess I'll throw an OA award in there. Bruce Arians is an athlete, dude. Did you see him almost get took out at the end of that football game? Yeah. I thought we were going to have a Tib Fib type situation. I thought we were going to have a, a you know a, a fracture. Maybe the ACL, MCL, the whole thing. I was scared for our guy. But he found a way not to get hurt. And that, to me, makes him a freaking nature. He's pliant. TB12. Yeah. yeah, he might be doing some of that TB12 shit.
2: No tomatoes.
0: Game ball. I'm going to go Josh Allen. Keep it simple. I mean, it, it, was, it felt like nobody was watching because it got ugly so quick and there were other good games on. But they jumped uh, Washington early and uh, never looked back. Josh Allen looks sharp.
2: No Dalvin, no problem. I'll give it to your guy, Kirk Cousins. 30 of 38. Three tuds. Spread it around. Hey, big win. (sighs) We
0: just gave a fucking player of the week to Kirk Cousins. Yeah,
2: hey. Fair is fair.
0: Let's do the nightcap. Hey, we got a really exciting event coming up in Philly on October 3rd. I'll be hosting a Legends tailgate party that you don't want to miss. There'll be food, drinks, and music. LeGarrette Blunt is going to be there. Brent Selleck's going to be there. I'm going to be there. It's from 9 to noon on Sunday, October 3rd at the Navy Yard in Philadelphia. The best part is that all proceeds go to Philly Youth and towards ending water insecurity. Get tickets today at waterboys.org slash events. All right, Fax is in the building. Let's go nightcap here. Facts. I'm toasting some whistle pig uh, to Miles Garrett, our guy. Shout out to Miles Garrett, four and a half sacks today. How much do you think of your salary you would have been willing to pay to have a four and a half sack game?
3: Ooh, a lot, if not all of it.
0: Yeah, because you're getting a big one the next year, just off one game.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: Ah, oh, I would have loved to have five or four and a half, anything north of three, elite. I mean, the first sack he had like, why block him with the tight end? Like why, why would you ever block Miles Garrett with a tight end? The second sack, I mean, he beat Peter so fast, big JP, and he can still move a little bit. It's more the redirection with JP. Like, he had him turned a, a step out of his stance. That's how quick, and that is not fast grass there in Cleveland. I mean, but he's coming off the rock like he's playing on little field turf. Uh, and He's got his spikes in the ground. That's a 280-pound guy doing that.
3: He's just a freak. Total and freak. Jake Paul better watch out because heard he was calling calling him out also.
0: Yeah, I know where I'd put my money. And then he had a couple hustle plays. He, he like uh, shoelaced uh, Justin Fields. But, yeah, a, a major welcome to the NFL moment. I also want to shout out a couple big boppers. Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, a couple WDs, got a couple buckets today. Cincinnati was also good up front. So, a lot of Rust Belt sack action. A little Rust Belt sack action.
2: You remember when Josh Freeman fumbled, Fax took it back for a touchdown?
3: Oh, yeah. I do. It was Maryland. No, we're talking about the league, baby. Oh, you're talking about the league. We're talking about the league, baby. You had a touchdown in the league, too? Every every level of football. holla at your boy. You guys have one touchdown, one touchdown, one club. Yeah,
2: but I only have one touchdown
0: my whole life. Nate has... Every level of football touchdown. Mm, hey, you facts. Know. How
3: was your parlay this week? Woo! <laughs> so, if it wasn't for this last game, I heard you guys talking. I had a. <laughs> did, a you talking,
0: did you hear us talking? <laughs> <laughs> it was in the other room. There's like an
3: open. I had a pretty bad record myself, but I ended it with a win where I was teetering with the cash out the entire time. And I ended up staying in, and I had a three-game parlay with Moneyline on Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers, and then I took the over for the Tampa Bay-LA game, which was 55.
0: Macon, did you, since you did hear us talking in here, did you hear what his record is today, Nate?
3: Um, I think you guys said 1-14. That one, what did you win? Yeah, that's a good question.
2: Oh, it was a th- it, it, because I had $6.67 in my account. I went for a, a, a freebie, which was I teased Buffalo and Arizona down. Arizona screwed around for a while, and I won like 10 bucks. Uh, but yeah, it's now 1 in 15 after, uh, after that. So
3: I haven't gotten into the teasing, I don't really understand it. I accidentally got into the round robin <laughs> last week. I don't know what a round robin yeah, is. nobody. I was at what he, nobody yeah. knows what that is. It's just, it's a parlay, but you pick how many wins like that you need to win for it. I believe that's okay. <laughs> that's somewhat accurate.
2: That makes sense.
0: I had a fucked up teaser today: Arizona Cardinals, Baltimore Ravens, both of them. Oh no! So lost out on that. Lost out on uh, Ravens second half. Uh, won the Raiders game money line. I had a New Orleans, uh, New England under. That was a win. Chargers, uh, that was a win. Seattle, never again. And Green Bay, thank goodness. So I, it's not 1-15, in 15, but it's not the best day I've ever had.
2: I don't think you want me to read 15 L's out at yeah, you. So I won't. Just
3: read them. No, so, so, so you only won how much?
2: Oh, I lost everything. I have no money. <laughs> yeah, enough about gambling. Facts went home.
0: I kind of want to close the show out this way. So, to catch people up, you know, Nate goes home, and this is the first time I think Nate's been home since his snapping turtle died. He had uh, snaps, snapping turtle, for people that didn't hear the story before, for 13 years. He abducted him from, took him from the, um, the James River, uh, from his natural habitat, and moved him to, to Connecticut. We get an update on, uh, on, on, on snaps, where snaps went after he uh, kicked the bucket. So, where
2: do they put turtles? All the way down.
3: <laughs> shout out. Sturge. So shout out to Big Al, my dad. He um he had the tough task of having to dispose of snaps. <laughs> a tough task. Back into his natural environment, which is um the stream near my house in Bridgeport, Connecticut.
0: It would have been nice if you could put him in his natural habitat before he died, dude.
3: <laughs> like it's literally But if my niece is listening, Snaps is at the aquarium. Yeah, well that's the dragon's I'll, I'll sure my...
2: natural habitat. If like you see like a, a dead horse on the side of the road, you don't throw it <laughs> throw into him, a
3: pasture. Throw him in a... <laughs> Like, I mean, if a wild horse is wild and he dies in a pasture, he's in the pasture, yeah, right? But yeah, you had a didn't domesticated didn't we have a different turtle. thing
0: going on here. You basically he died in a in a single family home in a fucking fishbowl, and then you put him in a stream like that was gonna make it. A, this is where he'd want to be. Yeah, he'd want to be there the, the last thirteen years, but you had him in a Bridgeport hey guys, single family hey, home.
3: Hey, hey, hey. No snap slander.
0: No, we're not sl- slandering snaps. We're he washed up on the side of
2: that dream in was, five minutes and has been eaten by a, was a big, rat.
0: Was Big Al emotional about it when, when snaps?
3: <laughs> uh, I don't think so. He has um, the pile of orange and blue UVA colored rocks that was in his tank sitting in a small garbage can on the front porch. <laughs> so maybe he is oh, sentimental because okay. he, he, didn't, he didn't toss those. So maybe he's thinking about if he gets another fishbowl, he'll use those and he'll be able to remember snaps. Pretty festive. I'm sure he felt
0: right at home in those <laughs> orange and blue rocks, just like his natural habitat, the stream outside that, of course, he got to, he got uh, to see after he was dead. Uh, <laughs> rest in peace, snaps. I'm glad uh, we can get some closure here. I feel, I feel better now that I know. Um, anyways. How can he not be romantic about football, man?
1: This one was pretty romantic,
2: and Mason Crosby lines up, and what are you thinking as you see him approaching that ball?
0: He's gonna make it. Bro, I, I thought this would be a good football game, but I thought the Packers would pull away. Honestly, it's a little bit, you know, Shanahan has kind of had Roger's number. Um, that defense, the run game, you know, the lack of physicality uh, for Green Bay defensively. But I just don't think San Francisco is the same team that beat the hell out of the Packers in the playoffs two years ago. They're
3: just not. They're not the same team, but I can say this. They look good. They look good out there. Um, This was a tough, tough loss. But it's sitting back there watching that go-ahead touchdown – um, by 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 the fullback yeah, running up. Big this day
0: for the fullback. Huge in uh Vegas and uh check Harvard dude. Who's a stud uh in San Francisco. So I mean, like, listen, interesting little rivalry shaping up. I don't know if Roger's gonna be in Green Bay long enough to see this thing kind of blossom. Uh but he got one of the win column night, and a big relief for them because I think the public values San Francisco more than I do. I don't think San Francisco is as good as people say. I'm I not being like that. a hater or anything. <laughs> I'm just like I'm not as into San Francisco, this San Francisco team, but, as
3: teams in the past. So but you know I what?
0: think people will be right back on the Aaron Rodgers horse. As they probably should be, I just don't like the Packers, dude. But
3: with this game, people are going to stay on that San Francisco horse as well because well, they played the Packers close. Because I, I, they they played them close and they played them well, and and frankly, I I thought that they were going to win, and maybe they should have won.
0: Well, Bosa played well. I saw Bosa early on, at least what I saw live. Like he was getting pressure early, and I think like one of the biggest you know concerns if you're the Packers is hey, you're worried about skill positions in years past. Well, now i feel like he's got like a rapport with the guys that he has whether you know he loves it or not whether he wishes he had another you know big weapon outside of Devontae. now you're worried about the offensive line because like legitimately they're not a good offensive line and so aaron Rodgers staying upright all year or roxanne all year long is a concern again don't think the niners are that good so i'm not gonna you know if i'm a packers fan get too full of myself but a relief for them, and I saw the Harris Stokes play. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I mean, Trent deposited him in the back of the end zone, but like anybody that Trent puts his hands on, that's shuffling laterally. Trying to fit a block on the goal line, like imagine being that kid, rookie, and
3: since we're defensive, yeah. we're since we're defensive guys, and we're always going to look out, we're always going to look out for our backers. We all know if this was old football, he would have got his ass cut. He would have cut, and him. that would not have been <laughs> no type of play well, tackling it the backfield. <laughs> uh,
0: it might have been a touchdown, but at least it would have <laughs> saved his dignity. And that's the tough thing about being a rookie. All of a sudden, and where'd he go to school before? Like last year, I don't know. Georgia. He went to Georgia, so he's no stranger to a to a big situation. But there's nothing like prime time, getting trucked on prime time. Welcome to the NFL. This is Trent Williams, one of the best to ever do it.
3: But it's um, about it's about bouncing back. And after that play, he played very well. I feel like they tried to pick on him. I feel like they they tried to pick on him, and every team is going to because you're a rookie. And I feel like he's showing up, and at the end of the day, he's going to have games out there on the island where he feels like, damn, nothing's going my way, but it only only takes one play to impact the game, and I feel like he stood his own, he did well, he had uh, a questionable P.I. call, but he came back, right back, and he made a big play, Um, and I'm happy for him. Yeah, dude. And I'm happy for myself
0: because Aaron Rodgers, I left him a little bit too much time, 36 seconds or whatever it was. Uh, That was the only saving grace. Any other quarterback, pretty much, I'm feeling like I lose that bet. But I had the Packers on the money line. um, And guess what? They didn't disappoint. I almost took them. (laughs) I almost took them plus three. I sacked up. Uh, and, and luckily ended up with a little change. So, As change. Ex- Dropped that dime uh, into Devontae
3: Adams over midfield. I knew at that point they're 15 yards away. We're good. We're home free. So as an ex-Bears player, yeah. I must say, it was, with that bet, it was kind of exhilarating having to cheer for Aaron Rodgers for that 37 seconds. It was a little weird, huh? And and really needing it to count. You liked it. I, I liked it because he first did what time he needed to. Aaron Rodgers to. doing something good ever made you any money. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to him.
2: How disappointed are you that you will not be a 49er? Not as disappointed as the 49ers will be that they
3: didn't draft me.
0: There you go. It finally came to fruition. Well, I mean, they're probably disappointed
3: in general, but lately they've been getting the best of them. Not tonight. You know what? Like, you got drafted. Shut up. Huh. <laughs> That's how I feel about like, no, people No, but also, say hey,
0: listen. Rookie quarterbacks, do you really want it? Like, had he been drafted by the 49ers, would he be as happy? I mean, things have worked out. But exactly. the chip on his shoulder is what makes him great. I really do believe that. We will be back. Um, Wednesday. Wednesday. See you all Wednesday.